Welcome to Objectively Speaking, everyone. My name is Jeremy Paul. And I'm Laura Norman, and this is episode 16, game 17, the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Carolina Hurricanes, where one of the only good things that came out of tonight was that Sebastian Ajo is on my fantasy team. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't know that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, Laura, I just have to say this one thing. Mm. I missed you. <laughs> I missed, I missed you. your smile. <laughs> I apologize deeply to all of our loyal listeners for not being able to be present to record. Um, after Saturday's loss, um, I this is I'll touch on it and then I'll run away from it. As you all are familiar with in Kansas, and then my good friend Emily, God love her, her car decided to no longer, uh, like the windshield wipers decided to stop working on Saturday. Mild panic because it was supposed to start snowing, all the snow that we're getting in like Columbus and like me and Athens. Um, and we were supposed to run into it. So we're like, oh my God, we have to leave. Like we have to leave the state of Kansas. And it was like 5 p.m. when we left. We didn't get home to Columbus until 5 a.m. Life is life and unable to record so thank you all for tuning in to yes and i would i would like all of you listeners to know that i actually didn't even know that we weren't recording until halfway through the game um because someone neglected to tell me that he was leaving kansas there's a lot that goes into the decision to like leave a state abruptly and one of those things is making sure that i could get to gates barbecue gates and sons barbecue in kansas city before like getting out of the city so a lot of things on my mind girl uh kansas city barbecue was numero uno so had to handle that first but then got it settled let you know what was going on watch the game a little bit on my phone um i did at&t if you're listening you're not try to log into your at&t tv <laughs> and i was like super excited because i was like dope but it like used my location and then it uh tried to show me the blues game on fox sports midwest and i was like bastards i don't care <laughs> It is good to know that both you and I can be logged into that account, though. That was information I did not know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can definitely be, like, because that's not the first time, I don't think. No. Because I watch, usually if games are on on Tuesdays, I I use that because I'm at my office until late. Um, You can tell we don't want to talk about tonight's game, can't you? (laughs) Oh, you mean the dumpster fire? The absolute, absolute dumpster fire of a game? tonight do you know what i want to explore Mm. what if we next episode what if we record in intermissions (laughs) so that way after the first intermission our listeners can hear us be happy and then after the second intermission or during the second intermission they can hear us just being absolutely dejected because what goes on in the second period um i'm pretty sure that someone in the locker room does that flashy thing from men in black entirely <laughs> forget how to play hockey yeah I, the wheels come off and then in the second intermission torch threatens to murder all of them and they kind of get it back but never enough to really do anything well i don't know if you saw it but allison lucan posted that the, right now the columbus blue jackets are first in the league in goal differential in the first period. Mm-hmm. They have they are plus eleven in the first period, and yeah. I think that this was a typo. So I'm gonna like do the math in my head, and if it isn't right, oh well. Um, but in the they are last in the league in goal differential in the second period, 
with a ni- negative 18, with a minus yep. 18. Mm-hmm. What? Like, what? <laughs> like, that's 29. That's a 29 goal swing. Like, that's crazy. And I, like, I can't even – and it, it makes sense because, I mean, this is, like, what we talk about all the time, like, when we're – um when we record these it's like you watch and all of a sudden it's like the second period happens and like you said they like forget how to play and like all that kind of stuff it just goes downhill so fast like you feel good after the first period and then and then you just don't and that happens again tonight well and what sucks is that like we felt really good after the first period like we got three really good goals in the first period yes we we left the first period only up by one but like it was still three goals in one period that were like pretty on par with how we play, you know, Cam, Cam sets everything off with the first goal, um, you know, increases his uh, point. uh, What is the word when you have, (laughs) I just lost all knowledge streak point streak. (laughs) I apparently just had my own personal second period. Okay. Um, he continues his his point streak. He's still, you know, real solid. I'll do a little bit more bragging on Mr. Atkinson here in a little bit, but right now we're just going through the game. Um, you know, Cam gets us started, move on to a pretty dirty and kind of messy goal by Boone Jenner, but still a goal nonetheless. Um, and then, you know, just an absolute crazy sort of tennis-style goal um, from Kevin Stenland um to put us up at you know at three for the first period and then after that just complete plummeting full force no survivors that plane went down and exploded and then a bomb fell on top of the wreckage as well so there's really nothing left absolutely nothing left and i think um yeah i mean i don't know i just it's hard to watch sometimes. Like, I mean, like, just, like, it just doesn't feel like they have any idea, like, not what they're doing. I mean, obviously, they have these moments where you can tell that they know what they're doing, but it's just so hard to watch because, like, they just so don't know what their identity is. They are so unfamiliar with what they, how they need to play. And I think that this is, like, the inflection point that, like, I think I've talked about here before, and if not with you, just personally, like, it just is at a point now where like, I don't think that we know how to play the way we want to play. Um, you know, we talk about how this is a team that wants to score goals and wants to be offensive and, and feels like it can let, let defense lack a little bit because they have faith in their goaltending. And so they want to be able to push for goals and all that kind of stuff. And they can be a little bit of a liability on the blue line. Um, the last few games have not shown that they're capable of being a liability on the blue line because like, like there's one thing to be a liability at the blue line. There's another thing to like allow for scoring opportunities right in on Corvusalo or right in on Elvis, depending on who's starting. And so like, that's got to change quick. Like it's just a lot of, a lot of struggle. And I think there's such a, a desire from some of the players and from some of the coaches to maintain an identity that they've had that they just don't own anymore. Like, I mean, like they just might not be mm-hmm. capable of owning the identity anymore. Being a hard team to play against, that was easy when you had guys like Pierre-Luc Dubois, when you had guys like Josh Anderson, when you had guys like Brandon Dubinsky playing hockey for you. That was easier then. 
it's not anymore and and nothing makes a ton of sense like i maybe maybe i missed a pregame interview or something like that where like the decision to put uh mato in the game tonight like came up or was like mentioned I was looking and I couldn't find anything because I, I, you know, I texted you earlier today and said it just took me forever to figure out who we pulled out of the lineup in order to put Mattel in. Um, sorry, Greg Orenko, you keep just whizzing out of my brain. Um, but I couldn't find anything as to why we put Mattel in. I mean, it's not like he did anything incorrect. He didn't do anything like outrageous either but it was just like a weird flex um and kind of i think an unnecessary decision um and you know torts said it best to describe it you know it was a, a to use his word a, a smorgasbord of situations this evening where you know we have some players that really want and know how to play well and have been playing well we have players that are not playing well and don't seem to have the motivation to play well. And then there's players that the motivation's there, they just don't know how. And then we just continuously let down our goalies and are really just, particularly Corpy since he's had the last seven starts, just beating the crap out of him, even if we win a game. Because yeah. let's be honest, we haven't won games by huge margins. So he's still taking a beating, even if we win. And then tonight Elvis comes in in the third period because, you know, I'm fairly certain, even though Torts did say goaltending is part of the problem as well, you know, I, I know he pulled him because he didn't want him to take any more goals after that second period. But, you know, Elvis comes in for the first time since the beginning of February and also gets sort of the crap beat out of him for taking that many goals in, in one singular period. So we just, yeah, it's great to score goals, but we have to be able to do everything else too. And some of our veteran defensemen are really just shit in the bed. Yeah, I mean, Savard looks tough. Like, and I, you know, they blatantly saw, like, showed Torts, you know, basically arguing with Savard on the bench while we were questioning that second goal or the second challenged goal, you know, and it's just, there's an issue. Like, there's an issue in communication, an issue in what the expectation is or something because it's not working at all no and i think like and i just think like defensively like right like i think that that's where the, a big part of this comes into play like and i don't think it's coming from from guys who like i, I don't look at the guys who are like line a and stuff like that where people will, like always talk about them being like quote-unquote defensive liabilities or things like that like truly like it's our blue line our blue line is tough right now like it's not it's not what it needs to be and you know, Wierenski doesn't play tonight because he's still nursing an injury, and Tortorella said he's, he doesn't think he's there to start. Like, he doesn't think he has the ability to right now. Um, And so, obviously, like, that makes things challenging. But I'm, I don't know. It's just, like, 
what do you do? Like what, like, like, and out of curiosity, just for fun, let's play this game. Like, who do you think Torts has in that group of people that like don't know how to play, like, or don't know how to how to be motivated? You mean the people that want to be motivated and don't know how to play, or the people who just strictly aren't playing well? The the people who like don't like, because what did you say? You said well, he said it was the people who are trying, the people who are not, and the people who don't know how to try. Mm-hmm. Who do you think are the people he's saying don't know how to try? Um, Max. I think Max is really struggling to figure out what kind of player he's supposed to be on this team. And I don't think he's getting any help though. Like I don't think he's getting any no, help. No, I agree. I agree with you. I I but I don't think that he's one of the players that has completely sort of lost the motivation. I think he's still trying. I just don't think that he knows what to do or where he will be the most effective. Um I talked about this a little bit with with Megan on Saturday. She was here to watch the game with me. Um, and Alexander Texier, like, he is struggling in ways that I don't think anyone understands. You know, we've talked briefly about how his playing time has been, you know, increasingly going down over the last few games. Um, he's not nearly making the kind of impact or plays that we've seen him even in the earlier parts of this season. Um, and he just seems sort of lost on the ice a little bit and not knowing, you know, again, what, where he needs to be, what kind of player he needs to be, um, that kind of stuff. You know, we're just, we're roaming around with our defensemen seem to not understand what they need to be doing either. Some of them I think are in the not playing well category. You know, we've, we've talked briefly about some potential like, I think I'm high, you know, high and mighty sort of situations where they don't think that they need to improve upon their play or they don't think they need to make adjustments, but they do. They need to get over themselves, Mm -hmm. those adjustments before we're the complete lacking stock, laughing stock of the central division. Um, But yeah, those are my, and of course, you know, there's just a lot of, I, again, these sort of newer people that we're giving opportunities to um, or by newer also players that haven't played as much before, like the Stenlins and that kind of stuff, like they're really making efforts and they're really trying, but they're also getting let down by their fellow teammates because we can't seem to figure out this vibe that we have going on. Yeah, and I think, too, like, I don't know. I also look at this roster, and, I like, this this Mateau call-up today, like, for, for him to play. Do you know somebody who I, like, I keep just forgetting about? Emil Bemstrom? Yeah, what the fuck? Like, I, like, like, this is really poor asset management, I think, in terms of him. No one's even spoken about him since we put him on the taxi squad. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I, like, he's not, like, don't get me wrong. Like, he is not out here, like, changing games and stuff. But, like, what what I think I'm beginning to get a little bit more frustrated with, and I know that, like, this is a John Tortorella stand podcast, and I'm here for that. 
I think yes, like but we we have to hold people accountable as well. I think that like he has never been committed to changing this team's identity. I think that he has never actually been able to sell himself on changing this team's identity. And I understand that obviously this season is a is a short season and that means that we we don't have t- as much time for things to materialize. Um but I don't think that he is giving anything any kind of a chance to develop like i think that like like with the texier situation now i i would say i think texier was a little bit more noticeable tonight and he did play 18 minutes like he was out there a little bit more so tortorella like threw him back out on the ice a little bit more tonight but like you said like at the beginning of the season like he was the one who was like creating offense for the team and all that kind of stuff and you know a bad game or two leads him to being on the fourth line like for three or four games and i just like there's inconsistency in the way that he plays people and, and it's inconsistency that I'll never understand because I, I will never be a hockey coach. I never played hockey. Like, and I just wish at times, like, he would be more clear about, like, why he's doing those things because, I ha- like, I'm genuinely curious, like, as somebody who wants to learn more about, like, the game, right? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what about him has, like, screamed to, to like, lose him? And, like, like where's Bjorkstrand been, too? Like, I just don't think that he's been, like, I don't know if it's just if it's a combination of him just not being used correctly or if he's been struggling too but like he's just gone missing and you know like like there are some people like and and I mean like Stenland is good like Stenland's scoring but it seems like Stenland's also out there for every goal against like it seems like he's always out there because he can't move his feet like he's not as quick then he Mm -hmm. doesn't get back to play defense as well and when you're a center I'm sorry but you have to like you can't just not play defense um and so like this team's identity, I think, is such a struggle right now because, like, I don't think anybody in the room is buying into it. This isn't the team that can do what it did before. It's not. Like, and it needs to redefine. It needs to redefine quickly. And there's got to be a chance to let them do that. Like, you can't just, like, keep – I mean, like, and foodies just sitting on the taxi squad and, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, it's all weird. I mean, it's <laughs> – for lack of a better term, it's a clusterfuck of, like, things just not, you know, the only line that's been consistent for the last three or four games is our top line of Rosselvick and Atkinson. And, yeah, they've been producing and doing well. And there were some hiccups here and there defensively, but, like, you know, everything else is, is, I know, it's, they're kind of, no no one's good defensively at this point. You know, everything else has been con- this continuous game of Blue Jackets boggle where we're just bouncing either one person, you know, switching out just one person on the line or, you know, going back and forth. And it's it's starting, like, I think that the players, much like everything else where – they're not getting the time to gel and bond outside of or off the ice. They're also not getting the time to gel and bond on the ice because we're consistently changing who's playing with who. Defensive pairings have been bounced all around for the last – ever since that got initially injured. Um, and, you know, that's not – they haven't really found a solution for, you know, supposedly to help Seth. I don't think Seth is helping himself either. Um, you know, and it's just kind of, there's a couple bright spots defensively. Delzato 
has been doing consistently. I'm not saying he's blowing anything out of the water, but consistently has played the same style of game for all 17 games. Um, but everyone else is just falling short. And again, this is a shorter season. If this was a regular 82 game season, I don't think we would really be that concerned at game 17 that we're not doing that well. But we're quickly almost a third of the way through this season and we are floundering massively. Floundering is the best way I can describe it. Like I just six unanswered goals is dumb. Like I don't care what team (laughs) six unanswered goals is dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, right? Like, okay, so you're going into a game with, with Nashville, a couple games here this week. I've got to make sure that Steven's still on board and isn't afraid of us. So i got to make sure he's on. We chatted about it when I uh, dropped off brownies to him on Saturday. He still seemed on board. I told him he would be great. So, Steven, if you're listening, please don't make me look dumb. You have to be on the podcast. All right, you heard it here first. Steven Shrek going to be on the podcast. Again, um, using government names, but okay. <laughs> I mean, we will when he's on. That's fine. I know. I'm, um, I'm kidding. They won't, they, I promise they can't spell it. I promise That's you. That's true. They cannot. I, I promise you they're not going to get it right. So it doesn't matter if I give them his government name out here. Like, people are going to be like, S-H-R-E-K? No. Nope. Not even close. Don't even try. Um, but, yeah. So um, you got that series coming up. Like, and that's one, like – they have not been – I mean, like, quite literally, like, we are the only team they've looked good against. So, like, great. Like, fuck. Like, well, yeah, but they're going to be, like, super well-rested well because their game got um, canceled tonight against Dallas um, because of the ice and snow basically shutting down all of Texas. So, yeah, but, but they play on Tuesday, so – Oh, they, are they? Yeah, okay. they play tomorrow. I wasn't sure. Yeah, so I'll see, like – I mean, unless that, that gets canceled again tomorrow, which is like, Crimea River, Miss Girl, like. Yeah, well, uh, well enough. The mayor of Dallas didn't want them running the, the power when, you know, there are millions of people without power. Correct. I suppose I'll allow it. Um, but yeah, so they should play again tomorrow. But yeah, I mean who knows and that's the thing too right like that, those are the teams that you have to play really well against right now because like like to me it's shaping up that you've got carolina tampa bay and florida those are the three teams that to me are like solid- just blowing my mind right now well yeah those are the teams that are just like solidifying themselves as the top three in the division mm-hmm. so now it comes down to these three, and I, I guess I would say four. Chicago surprising me. Like, Chicago is being a lot more effective than, they, than, than I thought they would be. Um, you know, I would have to look to see how many of the games Chicago has played have been against Detroit, because I feel like they've played Detroit a lot, too, which could also be contributing. Um, mm. But, like, I think you, you look at this, and it's like um, – you've got to like compete with the Dallas's and the Nashville's of the world. And, and now the Chicago's of, of this division to win games, because like, those are going to be the teams that you like are competing against for this fourth spot. 
for the grand prize to play either Tampa Bay, Florida, or Carolina. So, I don't yeah, know. So far, we have not done great against any of those three teams. So, you know. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, arguably, like, the best win of the year was when the Jackets beat Tampa 5-2 or whatever it was. Like, Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, who knows what's going to happen? I just – something's going to change like something's going to have to change and like i don't know it yeah it's obviously we're we're not coaches we don't you know understand every aspect of this game but it's frustrating as a fan to see you know it's always it's always a roller coaster to be a blue jackets fan it's a roller coaster to be any ohio sports team fan minus the buckeyes but you know it's particularly frustrating when you can see that the parts and pieces are there and you can see the like momentary flashes of like joy and excellence and then it just goes away so quickly and in such a like atom bomb style fashion like everything just gets incinerated surrounding it um so it's just frustrating and you can see it on the players too you can definitely I mean they said one point tonight that Corby looked disgusted and I was like he should he should look disgusted like his team is letting him down which is causing him to be frustrated which causes him to not be as sharp as he normally is because he's oh he's hyper focused and it it tends to lead to to mistakes being made on that end as well and you know you can see the the frustration in players differently um and it's just a weird thing like it's just a weird thing that we can't seem to get over and no amount of motivational like whatever seems to be helping either so I don't know it's just frustrating and yeah it just hope with all hope that we figure it out and sooner rather than later I just, I think that they're like, I mean, as presently constructed, that this team isn't going to make the playoffs. No. And I mean, as when I say as presently constructed, like, I mean, like, like coaching involved too. Like, this is just like, it's not meshing. Like, like the two like things, like, I think that there is a dissonance, right? Like in what the front office sees as the future of, of the franchise and what, the coach sees and it's not to say that like that is not like good or like that good things haven't come from that relationship but like it just feels like it's growing apart it it feels like it's growing further and further apart with every game and it just feels like you know I was scrolling through Twitter and and somebody had made mention of like Torres's comments tonight very much put me in mind of like the stuff that he would say about Anthony Duclair right like um Mm -hmm. in the sense of like like him not wanting him to be a part of the situation or or not seeing him as a part of it and like people were like is this max domi like is he talking about max domi as like being somebody who like doesn't know how to do this like and all that kind of stuff and i think it was and i always forget his app but like he he tweets a lot like his name's andrew dickinson i think um he was like the general manager knew what he was bringing in when he traded for max domi like and he would have communicated that to the coach. And, what, like, if the coach isn't sure of how to use him, then, like, 
maybe the way this team is constructed currently isn't the team for John Tortorella. Right. And, you know, obviously we, we kind of joked around back and forth and some of the, the criticism that has been handed down towards Wade this season isn't warranted, but in certain cases like this where there is a clear issue on what both the players see their roles, how the coaching staff sees the team and how the front office sees the team. Like nothing seems to be gelling and the lines of communication seem to be nothing but static at this point. And yeah, you're right. Like Yarmo knew what he was doing when he traded for Max Domi. Like you don't trade away an asset like Josh Anderson for no reason. Right. You know? And the way Josh is performing in Montreal right now is pure evidence of that. Like we didn't just give that up for no reason. Plus if you've ever gone back to watch how Max Domi has played for either of his other two teams, he knows how to play. He's a good player. We're just not playing him correctly or we're not explaining to him correctly what he's supposed to do. Right. And that's, that's a frustrating thing. And I think that we're going to start, I mean, there have been obviously flashes of flashes of joy and whatnot when it comes to Patrick Line, but I think we're going to start seeing people saying that about him as well, because you know we're not we're not necessarily you know functional with a player like like in previous years with a player like Patrick Line, and it's just not it's not working. And like, we, we love John Tortorella so much and everything that he's done for this team and this organization. But what's the sticking point? Do we just blow the wheels off of this entire season and kind of go down in a blaze of sadness and then have to (laughs) figure out what we do over the summer and get a new, you know, not renew or not, even if, we don't even know if he wants to or not, but there's not. no way in hell. There's no way in hell he's a good to this team next year. I promise. I would put money on that. Whether it's because he decides that he wants to retire because the team doesn't want, like, like I cannot imagine a world where he is. And, you know, I, and this is a thing, right? Like he has every right to coach this team the way that he wants to coach this team. Cause he's the coach of this team. Like, right. and he can do whatever he thinks is going to be best. And I do, I mean, like, I, I don't think he's doing it out of malice. Like, I do think what he's doing is what he believes is best for the team. Um, it's just that, like, I, mm, I just don't know if it's right. <laughs> I don't know if he's correct. No, I agree with you. I don't, like, I don't believe any of the rumors that he's trying to sink the ship on purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, none of that. I do believe that he firmly is set in the fact that what he's doing is what's right for the team. It's just, there's a, there's a misstep, like there's a missing piece there that it's not translating onto the ice. Like, and I'm sure in meetings and everything, you know, they have a very open locker room. They have a lot of, they have all of their conversations in front of each other. So it's, yeah, there's just, there's a missing link somewhere and what he's coaching isn't translating or what he's coaching isn't the correct way to go about facing these other teams you know these teams that we're seeing multiple times in a row in this in this new structure where 
you know, when we have these back-to-back games, teams are learning from us what we're doing in the first game and then coming back and immediately rubbing it in our faces in the second game. Right. You know, like they're seeing we're not playing anything close to the vest at this point because in every second game of each of these two-game series, that other team is coming back and bet- investing us in some way, shape, or form. You know, and we're not doing the same. Like, we're not doing the same with teams. And I know that it's never been a thing for torts to, you know, watch tape, like tapes of other teams and focus on that. We just watch tape of ourselves. But I, I don't think that that's working because we're getting bested. You could see it clearly the other night in Chicago. Right. Like we, the two games were completely different, but in between those two games, Chicago figured out what we were doing and we, we lost it. Like we just lost it. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I don't know, like in my experience of playing sports, like I think like there are instances where you can point to something as being a coaching failure and point to something as being something else. And I don't want to call it a coaching failure, but like we are being out coached like in games and, um, and that's fairly clear. I mean, like to go from like, to have a good first period, which means like you're coming into the game, like you're prepared well for the game. Players are up for the game. Like there's not like a lack of motivation. Then you go into a second period where adjustments can be made and complacency can set in and the coach on the other bench is making adjustments, changing his game plan, working through the kinks of the game, trying to figure out why they're down at the end of the period. They're coming back and they're whooping our ass in the second period. And then we're scrambling to try to figure it out in the third. And I think, I think this team just needs some fucking consistency. Like I just think that like, and listen, I do you know how many times I have watched the Blue Jacket season end with nothing? Do you know how many times I've seen that happen? I know the answer to you, Laura, is zero. You've never seen the Blue Jackets not make the playoffs. I will eat one season of us not making the playoffs. It just means that we we sit here in our in our like in our own filth, I guess, and we just try to play some consistent hockey. We just try to develop a consistent hockey. We help to develop some of these players who we see as, as the future. And and I've got to be honest with you, if you're John Tortorella at this point, like, like, I think you're kind of, it's kind of clear. Like it's kind of written in the, in, the, in, in everything. Like he's probably not going to be back, whether that's a personal choice or whether that's a, a management choice at this point, like you just got to kind of do what the general manager wants out of it. Like, like Yarmulkekalainen thinks Emma Armstrong can be a hell of a player. Yarmulkekalainen is going to be here longer than John Tortorella. ML Bemstrom's probably going to be here longer than John Tortorella. So John owns it, owes it to that general manager to play these players and to help develop them. Like, mm-hmm. cause I do think he's good at that. Like that's what he owes it to. Like, I don't know. Like that's where I'm frustrated. Cause it's like, we are going to ruin players. Like, like Corpy and Corpy and Elvis, like are two right there. Like, and guess what? Their trade value has gotten no better this year. It's gotten worse. It's gotten much worse. And I personally think that they shouldn't have traded them. Like, I, I think that 
Kekalina did the right thing. But I'll tell you what, like, come time when it is time to trade one of them, it's not going to be worth as much as it would have been this summer. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of frustration. Um, the Blue Jackets lose this one seven to three. They don't have the chance to redeem themselves against Carolina because this is the first time this year that they're just playing a one-off game. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have tomorrow off. They have a practice on uh, on Wednesday. Then they play Nashville on Thursday. Do you think uh, Elvis or Jonas is going to start? Uh, that is really interesting because I truly thought Elvis was going to start tonight just based off everything that happened in Chicago. Corpy had had so many straight starts. Elvis right. was completely ready to go. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I kind of think Elvis, but, you know, uncertain. I kind of hope, like, for, for Corpy, like, you know, we've been so hard on him the last few games and not that he's tired necessarily, but like just emotionally speaking, I think maybe a break might be okay. Um, so I, yeah, I'm going to go with Elvis for Thursday. Um, and maybe being at home will be better. Maybe I'll be interested to see if he swaps any more people on and off um, from the taxi squad as far as forwards are considered. Um, I think Zach will still be out because um, I know they, they don't really want to bring him back until he's 100%. So we'll see with that. But, yeah, it just – something's got to – Something's got to change. And it's got to change quick. Yes. Yes, it does. Well, a couple notes going into the next one. So um, the Blue Jackets made a weird-ass trade um, that we didn't get a chance to talk about. We would have talked about it on the other episode if we would have gotten a chance to record that. Hashtag sorry. Um, (laughs) Why did you say hashtag sorry? Please euthanize me. Um, (laughs) So... um, the Blue Jackets traded a 2022 seventh round pick for, um, oh my God, I don't even remember his damn name. I know he's 28 and he used to play with Elvis. His last name's Hoffman. I know his last name's Hoffman. Um, He has never played in the NHL and he was technically owned by the Hurricanes. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't hate it. Like, what the hell? I mean, like, what are you going to get with a seventh-round pick? Probably nothing better, so. True, it's just weird. We're all, he's also not going to play with us at all this season, more than likely, because the team that he's playing for in Europe um, is an, basically an all-star team and will more than likely go yeah. to the season, and it all lines up with, with our – Pretty much with ours. Yeah, so yeah. we won't see him until uh, the fall – um, with next year's season, but it was very strange. You know, I don't know what Yarmo sees coming down the pipeline, um, but it felt weird to acquire another forward when we're currently in the situation that we're in. So I don't know. Felt strange. Yeah, it was a little weird, but you know what? What are you going to do? And then, you know, 
the highlight of today, my little brag corner, Mr. Cam Atkinson is the NHL's number one star of the week. Um, that was very exciting. Uh, and we also, you know, I think uh, what the NHL is doing now is with whomever is the number one star of the week, that respective city gets a, um, a hometown hero who is also uh, the number one star um, and one of the incredible doctors here in Columbus that is working every day on the front lines uh, with COVID was named and I, I felt her in, she posted on Twitter, you know, a fangirl moment after Cam's little video to her. And I was like, I've been there, girl. That's how I felt. When he says your name out loud, it's life changing. Um, <laughs> but so I was very excited to see Cam getting recognized for, you know, what feels like he's, he's sort of found his, his rhythm again this he's in a four game point streak um you know he's he's making cam atkinson style plays he's working really well with jack and patrick on on the top line um and yeah he it it feels like the cam the cam from before a little bit obviously knocking on all things wood that those things uh continue but it was nice to see Nice to see Cam get that recognition, um, you know, because as Columbus fans, we always feel a little bit jilted by the NHL on a whole. Um, so it was nice to see them recognize everything that he's accomplished over the last few games um, and get to recognize someone that's doing a lot of good uh, here in Columbus as well. So, and plus our tweet about Cam the other night just blew up we've never been so popular correct yeah and i mean hey he keeps liking some of those tweets so we're gonna have to get him on eventually and as long as he you know um doesn't hate us if he ever listens to the podcast i feel like we're exactly nice. i feel like we're fair i feel like we are fair i think we're very fair and if anyone you know wants to help us out with this i do have a small personal goal um i don't know that we've ever talked about it on the podcast but outside of hockey <laughs> And working for um, a, a, a local large-scale university. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I work. If anyone's curious, I work for a large, not so local to Columbus University that's also in the same state. Yes, but our our thoughts and opinions are our own. Um, <laughs> we do not speak for the university or the brand. Um, Never that. But no, I am an avid baker outside of all of this and. Jeremy was, uh, Jeremy and two of our other best friends, Corinne and uh, Pashi, were lovely enough to get me a cameo video for Christmas uh, from Cam, in which they mentioned to him that I am, uh, I hate to toot my own horn, but a pretty, pretty stellar baker. And he- We'll put your order forms up on our, on yeah, our, yeah. That's, that's like an ugly form of self-promotion, but I'm that so fucking into it. That is an ugly form I'm of self-promotion. So I'm doing it. But um, he did say that he wanted to try some of my stuff. So I do have a personal goal of baking for a blue jacket. Uh, so if anyone wants to, I don't know, help me out with that situation, um, I would also pass some, some baked goods along your way if you've got a, a secret connection. Let me um, tell y'all, it's, it's worth it. a pie it. or 9,000 different kinds of cookies to Cam. But... If you're a part of the 10% of our listeners that live in Finland and you're related to Jan <laughs> Mekka 
Yes. We'll make it happen. All of our Finnish fans, which we got someone, um, oh, I should pull up their name, but we got someone from Finland who followed us. It wasn't a we followed them first situation. Oh my God. So we are getting noticed in Finland. Yeah. I love, let's go visit. We really should. Fingers crossed that we get to still do the European games in Finland once the COVID-19 situation is slightly more controlled. I sure hope so. As my mom would say, we get to go over and see our fans. Was it Sela? Was that who I followed think so. Up? It says uh, in, their, in their bio that they're from Finland. Yeah, Finnish. Oh, Sela. Hey, friend. Shout out to you if you're listening. We appreciate we'll you. On the podcast, if you want. 100%. Yeah, I so want to get somebody on here that, like, oh, God, I would love it. But chat, anyways. Well, Laura, it's been a real one. We'll wrap this one up. Do you have any further thoughts on this um, shit show? No, let's just hope that we come back, regroup figure some stuff out and hopefully not embarrass ourselves in front of Nashville on Thursday. Um, yeah. And just, cause it's really going to suck if we do get approval to start having fans in the building and we're just terrible. Correct. That's not going to be a good time for anyone. Um, but yeah. So I guess I'll take us out with with our our shout out or not our shouts but our plugs. Um, yeah, follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram. We are um, at Objectively Pod. Uh, we've gotten so much more interaction on Twitter the last few days. It's been so exciting. We Jeremy traveling. That's been what um, has sort of been keeping me occupied so that I don't pester the crap out of him while he um, has been interviewing for jobs. So I appreciate all the uh, interactions on the Twitter account. Instagram, slowly but surely, we're getting there. I need to figure out some more content options for that one, but hey, slowly but surely. And then yeah, rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. Still hoping to uh, up our likes and comments on Apple Podcasts before my birthday, which is March 2nd, so you got a couple more weeks. We'd love to hit that 10, that 10 rating mark by my birthday. That would be awesome. So help us out if you can. But other than that, we just appreciate any and all of you who are listening. Absolutely. Well, do us all a favor. Stay well, stay safe, stay socially distant, wear your masks, be well and be nice to each other. Go Jackets and we will talk to you all on Thursday with our good friend, Stephen. Yay! Bye!